exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. My name is Alex Sharg. I will be your host as usual every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on the FM dial. But if you are not in the Lansing area or let's say you're driving in your car and you drive out of the Lansing area, feel free to listen online. Impact89FM.org. There's a Listen Live Now link you can click right on the screen there, and you should have no problem listening. Welcome to another edition of the Spartan Sports Wrap. Alex Sharg here. Usually to my left is a guy named David DeFever, but today he is out once again. It is just me on the show today, and we have a great lineup to go. Uh, so much going on right now within the world of sports. I do want to say for all the new listeners and those have that have listened before, school is now in session here at Michigan State. Welcome back, everybody. I hope all your move-ins went swiftly. It is a, it is definitely a chaotic week here on the MSU campus. I've been driving around recently and have seen many people wandering the streets of Harrison, Grand River, Bogue, all as far down as Hagedorn. Everybody is in football season, ready to go, and they are ready for the school year. Um, talking about how the show is set up, if it is your first time listening, or let's say you have listened before, I'm sorry to drag this on for you, but for the new listeners, this is how the show works. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap. Our first priority is MSU sports, but after MSU comes local sports, such as the Detroit Pistons, the Detroit Tigers, Detroit teams, some Michigan teams, auto racing scene, even some boxing. Then we're going to national news. That's the priority of how the show works. Usually it's me, a co-host, and this fall we will be getting a sports team. Many other people will be on the show as well, including special guests from writers, journalists, and a variety of different news sources that will be on the Spartan Sports Trap, even as far as athletes. I am predicting to have some athletes on the show in a few weeks. Um, that will be getting uh, that will get going uh, in the coming weeks. But also, how the show also works is we have a couple segments, and these are the kind of segments we have. We have a segment at the end of the show called Goons of the Week. What that is is there's one person that my team picks and myself that we think was a little goonie that was not too smart in the sports world. We've had a repeating champion. We've had a repeating champion for the last, well, now it would be three weeks, but we're going to have a new guy this week. But in spite of Chad Johnson, who was Chad Ochocinco, we're going to have a segment for the next couple weeks until this whole media scandal dies down. This is going to be called the infamous Ocho Zero. How it will work, basically, I want you, the listener, to tweet at 89FM Sports Rap. I want you to tweet, or feel free to call into the show, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat, really. I want you to call in and make a prediction. What will Chad Johnson do next? We've seen this on and on again. Three weeks ago, Chad Johnson was cut from the Miami Dolphins. A week later... He divorces his wife, Evelyn, who, the, the two of them together, plan to have a reality show on VH1. That's now gone. Besides for the fact that he divorced his wife, he had butted, he had butted his wife, according to reports, in a domestic violence case that has now echoed into the media, a big flurry, and Chad Johnson, of course, facing a lot of criticism through media and attention. So from the domestic violence, and, and furthermore, the abuse, comes the fact that Chad Johnson had to take out a foreclosure on his condo, had to take out a lot of money. Now there are reports that Chad Johnson is financing a stripper named Amber Pretty down uh, down in Houston, uh, excuse me, Atlanta area. So there's a lot going on with Chad Johnson. We've seen it week and week again. We've promoted him to goon. I don't know how much David and I here at the Sports Rap can make him a goon. This is pretty, pretty extreme, but 
for the most part, we're going to have an infamous Ocho Zero session. Feel free to tweet at 89FM Sports Rap. What will happen to Chad Johnson next? For example, Chad Johnson signed with the new team. What are the odds? Probably zero to, I don't know, maybe 10, 1. But there is a small chance. Chad Johnson, in spite of all this has happened, he could sign for any NFL team. We've seen Roger Clemens sign with the Houston Astros. That might be a media stunt, but who knows? What if Chad Johnson decides to sign for a team who needs a wideout? There are plenty of NFL teams right now looking for a spark, and that is an easy way to do it. Another thing that Chad Ochocinco could do, well, Johnson. Another thing that Chad Johnson could do next now is, let's say maybe, I don't know, getting another wedding under place? Who knows? Feel free to tweet at 89FM Sports Rapper. Call in the number for the show. 517-432-3893. 517-432-3893. Again, 517-432-3893 is the number. Of course, this is a great segment because we have not had a past goon two weeks in a row, but we have a new goon today. We will see towards the end of the show. And also, for those of you just tuning in, how the show works is there is always a question of the week. And how it will work is if you call or tweet, you know, the numbers and the and the fuck and the Twitter name. If you call or tweet at any at any time of the show, if you know the answer to our question of the week, we will be giving away prizes. And now the prize that we have this week is Pita Pita Pit Bucks. Um, if you do, if you are curious about how much is on the gift certificate for Pita Pit, feel free to call in and ask the number five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. But today's winner will receive a gift certificate courtesy of Pita Pit. More information can be found online at www.pitapit.com. The Impact would like to thank Pita Pit for their continued support and remind listeners that may that they may win once per week. So, if you know the answer to this question of the week that I am about to read on the air. You need to call in 517-432-3893 or tweet at 89FM Sports Rap for a gift certificate to Pita Pit. And those come in forms of Pita Bucks, Pita Bucks, excuse me. So even better. But the question of the week this week with Miguel Cabrera finally missing a game uh, this past Sunday. When was the last time that Miguel Cabrera missed a game due to injury? That is the question of the week. You can find it again on our Twitter page at 89FM Sports Wrap. Or feel free to call in if you know the answer. How the winner will be chosen from the pool. I am thinking of a random number, and it has to do with the Spartan athlete. It has to do with the Spartan football athlete. Someone on the Spartan football team in, in wake of the Boise State game this Friday. That's going to be the themed version of how we select the winner. So there's a certain player on that MSU team who's weighing a certain number, if you call or tweet at that certain number, let's say the number can be eight. Let's say if it's five. If it's caller or tweeter number five, you will win the PETA Bucks. If it's caller or tweeter number eight, you will win the PETA Bucks. Feel free to call in or tweet for a chance to win PETA Bucks. Moving on now, this is how the show will be laid out today. 710, the infamous Ocho Zero, touching a little bit more in detail. 715, we've got our traditional caller. His name is Elmo, always calling from Detroit. We're having a segment today called Elmo's World. He's talking Detroit Tigers, a little bit of Detroit Lions, his opinion, his take on some of the games. 7.30, we're coming to a quick break. And at 7.32, Detroit Lions, a week away from the game. Jones drew discussions. They just made a trade today. We'll get to that at 7.32. 7.38, MSU Spartan football. There's an article that came out out of M Live about athletes developing meal plans. We'll talk about that and if it will work at 7.38. 7.50. The University of Michigan, in spite of a lot of a lot of media attention, 
recently. We'll get to that at 7.50. And, of course, to cap off the show, we do have our Goon of the Week, which is very new this week. Can't wait to get to that. A huge jam-packed lineup to get to on today's show. Uh, Just for those of you listening to get a a good take on what the show is like, we've got listeners today listening all the way from San Jose State University because they, as well, are Spartans, as well as the Michigan State Spartans. Shout out to my man Leonard Drucker over there at SJSU. And we also got people as far as Florida and Israel. So we got a wide listening listening audience across the world. Uh, A lot of people love, and I appreciate the continued support of the Spartan Sports Rap here. Uh, We've got a jam-packed lineup to today's show. Can't wait to get to it and many more. So, finally, to start the show, and just for the listeners, always feel free to call in at any time during the show, 517-432-3893, addressing any questions or concerns. If you want to get in, voice your opinion on the show, challenge myself, and usually the sports team who will be here in the fall, feel free to call or feel free to tweet at 89FM Sports Rap. We will be here addressing all tweets. So, to start off the show, it's really amazing how much Chad Johnson has gone through. The guy changed his name from Ocho Cinco to Johnson. Maybe had something to do with the divorce. That is still up in the air. But when I ask the listeners, what will happen to him this week? There's rumors of him supporting a a stripper's condo by the name of Amber Pretty. He already paid an additional $300,000 or whatnot on an additional condo for his wife that he recently divorced. There is so much money Dug into this Chad Ochocinco, well now Johnson, <laughs> repeating myself for the third time here, but it's amazing to see what will happen next, and if you had to ask my opinion, I would honestly say that I think an NFL team will look at him. It's a broad statement, I know. Feel free to call in and explain to me why that would not work, but to be honest, any NFL team would be looking for immediate stunt. We saw Roger Clemens. We've seen we've seen the holdouts from, from, from Darrell Revis, from Cliff Averill, many local holdouts around the NFL. Everybody is looking for that attention, but... The main problem will be if it will be negative or positive. We will always get to that later, and we never really know. We never really know what will happen. But Chad Ochocinco himself, again, not really vibing with the news and with the media lately. Again, I just want to give a shout-out to those of you listening. My engineer is Dylan, as usual. It's good to have him, as always, in the studio, taking calls, screening calls, and getting me to sound good on the air. Always good to have Dylan. Um, But if you do know the question of the week, 517-432-3893. How will we be choosing the caller? It is a random number that is named this week after an MSU football athlete currently on the team. So maybe you go down the roster, maybe a 1 through 10, giving a little bit away. Try to see what's going to happen with that 1 to 10. Trying to see if you can get that call or tweet within that number range. Then you can maybe win the PETA Bucks gift certificate. Feel free to call in 517-432-3893 or tweets at 89FM Sports Rap. Again, coming up in a couple minutes now, we have Elmo's World. Elmo from Detroit will be calling in. We will be talking about Detroit Tigers around 7.15, talking a lot about the recent trades that have been coming out recently, previewing the conversation. We will be discussing um, what's going on with Cabrera. Cabrera sat out for the first time, which the question of the week is, when was the last time he did sit out from an injury? Miguel Cabrera did have an injury, sat out Sunday, but can this team win with Cabrera out of the lineup? This is getting now down to September baseball. This is getting right down to a wild card, if not divisional berth. So is it right for Jim Leland to sit the best player on the team? Arguably, arguably the best player on the team. Also, we will be talking about this pitching rotation. They made the trade for Honorable Sanchez. Well, Drew Smiley came and allowed one run, well, three, 
one earned run and, and then three runs. But Drew Smiley pitched a phenomenal game this past weekend. He played this LA Angel team that is it is it is a great year for this Angel team. Mike Trumbo and and, and Trout Trumbo Trout together. They are tough to shut down, and of course, Smiley coming in, giving both of them some strikeouts. So it looks good for Smiley, but can he fit a way into this rotation? They have Doug Fister. They do have a lot of other options right now. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can fit into this rotation. We will be talking about that with Elmo as well. Also, do there need to be any more moves made with this team? How about in the outfield? We will get to that as well. But we do have a caller you are listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap. Who is this calling? Where are you from? Um, actually, we're going to hold on one second because Dylan is just screening some calls. But getting together for, for more topics we will be talking about in the show, we will be talking about Delman Young because Jim Leland said, Delman Young is not good enough. We might not be good enough. So how much of a role does he have in the show? We will get to that later today as well. Also, with Elmo's World, we're talking about the Lions. The Lions recently made a trade for cornerback Kevin Barnes today. There's rumors of Jones Drew. Hey. People are talking. I might get a Super Bowl ticket. If this Lion team is putting trades, if they're putting cap, if they're putting the pieces and puzzle and they're getting the hype for an NFL championship like they should every year, is this a good year to buy your Super Bowl tickets? Feel free to call in. 517-432-3893. We will get to that all later in the show. And of course, the question of the week for those of you who may just be tuning in, who is the... Who is the Excuse me. Um, the question of the week this week is when was the last time Miguel Cabrera did not play in a game due to injury? We will always get to that. If you know the answer, feel free to tweet or call in at 89FM Sports Trap is the Twitter number. And of course, we are talking a little bit more about this Detroit Tiger team. What is the potential role for this team after the year is done? Do you fire Leland if they don't make the playoffs? What do you do with the team and the recurrent roster that they have? We will all get to that later in the show. Moving on now to a couple other topics we will be covering. There was an article that came out from MLive this past week. Um, MSU's Derek Nix saying to stay in shape, he's becoming a vegetarian. He tweeted it later earlier in the week. Excuse me. He's decided to change his life in a different way. He said uh, that he made the change basically just because he wants to stay in shape. Uh, I think Tom Izzo, it's reported that he wants Derek Nix to get loan uh, all the way down to 260. So that will be, uh, we will see what happens with that. But we do have a caller once again. You are on the Spartan Sports Trap. Who is this? Who are you calling? You're on the air. This is Elmo from Detroit. Elmo, welcome to the show. We've been waiting for your call. Uh, Elmo's World is the topic for today. We're talking Detroit Tigers. We're talking Detroit Lions. We want to hear your opinion, a, a normal listener who has some good insight on this Tiger team. So, Elmo, you do work out of Detroit. You do talk to a lot of different fans down there. What's the vibe on this team right now? What are people saying right there on the streets? What are people saying in the city, for that matter? Um, right now, they're, 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 there's a lot of... Uh, they're not really sure about the Tigers, whether they got enough enough to, to win it this year. Right, right. And I do want to talk for a second, Elmo, about Miguel Cabrera. Last Sunday, Miguel Cabrera sat out the game. Jim Leland decided to sit him. He had some soreness in his ankle. First time he missed a game in a long time. Now, the question I ask Elmo, and the listeners do are, are wondering as well, what do you think about Jim Leland sitting Cabrera? Is this a statement saying this team can win without him? Do you agree that does this team need a, need some other piece to win besides Miguel Cabrera? Is he enough for this team? Well, you know, he's the franchise player. Uh, you know, they need him in the lineup, especially now it's crunch time. But maybe uh, Coach Leland believes that uh, by resting him for a little while, it might be more beneficial for down the stretch. 
if we could stay with the White Sox. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I do see your point, Emma, but Jim Leland did come out and say this, quote, if Delman Young's not good enough, we might not be good enough, end quote. So, Jim Leland, putting a lot on Delman Young. Now, if this guy is the franchise guy, and Jim Leland is coming out to say that Delman Young has this much of a role on a Tiger team, do you agree with what Jim Leland said? Is there someone else? What about Prince Fielder? What about a Justin Verlander? Why Delman Young when it comes to hitting? Well, you know, I, I think the Tigers, they're, they're, they're not, the, the bottom of the lineup is killing us. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're still hurting at second base. I don't think Omar Afonte is coming through like he should. Um, I'm, not, I'm not pleased with the trade they made for him. Um, I think that there was other second basemen that we could have tried to get. But uh, I think we're weak uh, at second base and we're weak in the outfield. Absolutely. Now, you say the outfield because I argue within week in and week out, this pitching staff compared to this outfield, I personally see Elmo an outfield with a lot of depth. Now, what about this outfield do you not like? What do you feel that the Detroit Tigers need to do, and, and why do they need to acquire an outfielder? Well, I think we need an outfielder who could, could to help us benefit in the bottom of the order. I think we're hurting with uh, Bosch isn't coming, you know, hasn't had a productive year like we expected. Um, I think we're doing great with, with the center field locked in. And uh, the left field, that Dirks has been playing pretty well. He's hitting in crunch times, you know, crunch situations. He's oh, yeah. coming through. Of course. So I think that, I mean, we, I think we need a good right, right fielder who could hit. I think we need a second baseman. And, uh, and we need, we need I, I don't know why they picked up Jeff Barker. Jeff Baker. Well, well, the thing is, Elmo, the Detroit Tigers did get a second baseman. They got Omar Infante in the trade. But here's the thing you have to realize. They're outfield. They're struggling to get all the guys on the field. And when it comes to pitching, they did acquire Honorable Sanchez. Now you've got Honorable Sanchez, Doug Fister, Scherzer, Porcello, Verlander, and your six pitchers, Drew Smiley, who pitched phenomenally this past weekend. So with Smiley pitching so good right now, how do you balance that rotation? Well, I'm, I'm pleased with the pitching. Uh, the only one I'm not pleased with is San- Sanchez, the guy they picked up, you know, for the trade. Right. I mean, yeah, I can see him being inconsistent, but but continue. But uh, I think the, the rotation is let him keep rolling. Let it keep rolling. I, I mean, we got I think one of the top pitching staffs in baseball. I just think our hitting is not consistent. Yeah. Now, when you say the hitting isn't consistent, I agree. The pitching, two, three runs against the Angels each game, pulling out the wins. Nice to see. These are some tough teams, but. We've seen this team be inconsistent. We've last week we delved into this coaching staff. Do you give a look to fire maybe a Leland? Do you, do you fire Lloyd McClendon? Do you look into this pitching coach? But what happens to this team at the end of the year? What well, what do you see? I, happen? I think what's missing is if we have the relief pitchers are horrible. Other than Cone, I think Benoit and Puff Daddy, whatever they call him, <laughs> it's, it's Benoit. But yeah, I mean, it you know, defines what you mean by horrible, Elmo, because. Uh, to my knowledge, a, a four ERA in an American League isn't horrible. It, it's fine, but like Audible Sanchez had a four ERA in a National League that doesn't have a DH. Now, these guys that you're talking about, you're talking about Cone, you're talking about Benoit. What about these guys makes them so bad? Is it the consistency? Is it the fact that they don't have the the, the uh, you know they don't have the pitch arsenal that you would need? Yeah, I agree. I think they don't have the close. You know, right now I think they've been lucky. Um, the Tigers got a lead, and they're able to close out the games. But I, I think when it comes down to playoff time, I think some of these teams, they're going to be ready for these guys. Yeah, uh, what teams in particular would you say then? Uh, I, I'm worried about the Yankees. Uh, I'm worried about 
the Rangers, and those those are some big big yeah. big squads. Sure, sure. The Rangers, I'm uh, I'm sure you know they they beat us consistently throughout the year in a three game series, always taking two or three from the Tigers, but. Would you say this team has what it takes to win a World Series? But, I, I mean, right now, I mean, we're we're playing pretty well for the most part. We've won a lot of straight games. But for the most part, this team, you know, there still is a possibility that the that the White Sox edge them out for the playoffs. So this yeah, team left. What I'm glad to see yeah. is that we're, we're, we're hanging. We're right, we're, we're right with the White Sox. We're doing what we need to do to win. And I think we're very close. And I'd rather have them right where they are now than – being in first place because when it gets down to crunch time, some of these teams get you know fold during the you know sure. close to the end of the season. Absolutely, I'd hate to see the Tigers fold. But for the listeners, if you want to talk about this topic, feel free to call in five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three or tweet at eighty nine FM Sports Wrap what your thoughts are on this Tiger team. Miguel Cabrera. Is he that reliant for this Tiger team to win? Sitting home this past weekend. What about this rotation? Who are the five you're going to select? The media came out today, and, and it was quoted that, that, that Drew Smiley will stay with this Tiger team. So they have six starting pitchers on the 40-man roster for the playoffs. Feel free to call in or tweet about any of these topics. But, Elmo, while I have you on the phone still, I do want to talk a little bit about the Detroit Lions. Their games are coming up. Predictions for the Detroit Lions' first game. It's a week away. There's talks about Jones-Drew. They're, they need a running game now. They got a lot of injuries. Job at best now. You know, unable to perform lists. But they did make a trade I don't know if you heard, they did make a trade today for a cornerback named Kevin Barnes. He had 26 tackles and two interceptions last year on the Washington Redskins. This trade went down today, reports coming out hours ago. But Elmo, your thoughts on the trade, obviously it will benefit, but what what kind of role do you see this guy having? And, and what about Jones-Drew? What does this team do on the running game? Um, I think we're okay. I think we're going to be fine. I think running backs are easy to come by because there's so many injuries in, in, in the running back position. I'm more concerned with the Lions' front line offensively. I think they still haven't improved their offensive line, which is crucial for Stafford to get his passing game on, and that will open up the running game. Um, unfortunately, I think that uh, that's, that's going to be our weakness. I'm not convinced on the offensive line at all. Well, what about the offensive line you're not convinced on? I mean, we do. I think, I think that they're old. Some of these guys are old. Mr. Sims is old. Backus is old. I don't know if they're going to make it through the year. Uh, Peterson has been around a while, but they haven't really improved enough to open up the running game. They're doing a phenomenal job on the passing offense, but I think it's not going to open up the ground game for us. Now this is where I'm going to ask you, Elmo. If the offensive line cannot open up the running game, you said running backs are easy to come by. What about the effect of having a dominant running back that even though the offensive line can't open up holes, he'll make his own plays? Do you think it's important to get a guy like this? I think I think uh, the Lions they'll be okay with the running game. I just think I, I think they'll find the back to, to fall into place. That's a pretty broad statement, Elmo. But if you feel free, call in five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three again. We've got listeners in SJSU. We've got listeners in Israel. We've got is- listeners in Florida. Shout out to Omri Sittner listening in, listening in Israel right now. But if you do want to comment on any of these issues, you know the number, or feel free to tweet. At 89 FM Sports Wrap, the Lions making a trade. Of course, many big news happening in today's sports world. But Elmo, listen, I appreciate having you on the show. Thanks for taking your time out of your day. Love I got it. Love the show. Of course, Elmo, before you go, listen, the Tiger team, this upcoming weekend, they're playing the White Sox Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to sweep them. We're going to sweep them. We're going to sweep them. We're sweeping. Wow. Broad statement for this Tiger team. But of course, Elmo, 
your predictions before we go. Playoff berth, how far are they going in the playoffs? Is it a World Series here? If they could get to beat Chicago. But they're going to have a hard time with the Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan. <laughs> All right. Being a little biased there, but I'll, I'll take it. All right, Elmo. Hey, thanks for calling in. Always good to have Elmo's World, this, the good segment, new segment on the show. We'll talk to you soon. All right? Thank you. Of course. Again, you're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap. This is 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. This is the Impact Exposure Spartan Sports Wrap. Feel free to call in 517-432-3893 at any point during the show. Or feel free to tweet at 89 FM Sports Wrap. Again, our question of the week this week is, when was the last time that Miguel Cabrera missed a game to injury? We appreciate Peter Bucks, of course, continuing support. Uh, and remind listeners that they may win once per week uh, an additional gift certificate. If you want to know how much it is, feel free to call the number or tweet. I will answer your tweet specifically. But, of course, with Miguel Cabrera out, I'm going to give my take right now on the Detroit Tigers. This team is so close to a playoff berth. The past three years, Jim Leland has led this Tiger team basically with the pieces in place. That can be argued quite significantly, but has led this team to a playoff potential, and this team has not come up with anything. This year, they spend the big money. They are the new Yankees of the AL Central. They have Prince Fielder. This is a big, dominant year that will not happen often. Now, if the Tigers consistently rest Miguel Cabrera for an injury. I get that. I get that when you have a, a phenomenal player like that, you don't want to risk him and put him in a game situation to get injured more. I totally understand that. But Jim Leland, we're within 40 games away of the playoffs. This is where it comes down to crunch time. I think a sore ankle is a little bit different than what a significant injury would be. I would say maybe if he sprained a muscle, maybe if he tore a ligament, Many players have played with torn ligaments. Let's look at let's look at all the all the all the fighting all the fighting from from the likes of of Michael Jordan from from all the historic playoff games that and even Kurt Schilling's bloody sock. I mean, guys have played with injuries before, but it's to the extent of a sore ankle. I mean, Miguel Cabrera came out to the media said he said he could play, but Jim Leland said it was a bit it was a hard decision. I wanted to rest him and and hey hey this team won regardless. This team beat the Angels with Miguel Cabrera out 5-2. But this move can easily happen in the future. Prince Fielder could be injured. He could have a sore ankle. Are you going to sit him? Feel free to call in. 517-432-3893. This cause can be from case-to-case basis. But for me personally, it's hard to see why you would rest a guy like Miguel Cabrera this close to a playoff berth. Looking now at the Detroit Tigers' schedule now to go, Smiley is staying with the team, so he will be on that 40-man roster regardless of how well they do. He pitched very, very well. Um, there are reports down in Toledo, actually, that Ryan Rayburn's hitting over 300 in Toledo right now, but many people are arguing, hey, give him another chance. It's hard to say to give Ryan Rayburn a chance because the guy is not producing the majors. Of course he's going to play well you know, down, down in Toledo, but putting him up in the majors is a big, big step. So if you want to comment on any of these topics or issues, 517-432-3893 is the number. Uh, shout out to everyone listening across the country as well and also internationally. Uh, we're talking a little bit more about Detroit Tigers, a little bit more about Detroit Lions. Later in the show, more about this MSU football team, the game a week away. What does this team have to do? And of course, capping off the show, we've got our goon of the week and it is no longer Chad Johnson. Also, if you do have, if you do have thoughts on Chad, what will happen to this guy next? Is it going to be a divorce? It's going to be another domestic violence case. 
feel free to tweet your thoughts on the infamous Chad Ocho Zero segment. We're going to take a quick break, though, here at the Spartan Sports Rep. Stay tuned for more after this short break. This is the Spartan Sports Rep. You're listening to Impact Exposure. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You wouldn't send a text while using a chainsaw. Check out these pics of this huge tree falling. You probably wouldn't text while scuba diving. And you definitely wouldn't send a text while making out. You are so smoking hot. I love your elbows. Wait, hold on a second. Huh? I need to send this. OMG, I'm like totally kissing him right now. Dude, what the f***? So why would you send a text while driving? Well, that's different. That's what about 6,000 people who died last year said. Oh. And now, it's illegal in Michigan to read, type, or send any text from your phone while driving. It's a $100 fine for the first offense and 200 bucks after that. Ouch. Check out Michigan House Bill 4394. Be a part of the solution and save a life. And seriously, put the phone away while you're making out. Aw, come back, Cuddle Bunny. You need help. 88.9 The Impact. Now back to Impact Exposure. And welcome back. This is the Spartan Sports Rep here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. I am your host as usual, Alex Sharg. David DeFever, my usual co-host to my left, is out today. But he will be back later this fall and probably next week, as well as a new sports team here on the Spartan Sports Rep, a new team of analysts and different thoughts and, and journalists who, who will comment on some of the issues going on in the sports world. Of course, later during the show, we have our Goon of the Week segment. And by request of listeners, we will be moving the Goon segment up five minutes, so it will be a little bit earlier. It will be at 7.50. Starting about right now, we're going to talk a little bit about the Detroit Lions. We've got MSU Spartan football about 10 minutes from now, and then capping off the show, we're going to talk a little bit about our Goon of the Week. But we got a comment right now on this Detroit Lions team. We had Elmo talk. We had his opinions about this Detroit offensive line. Now, Jones Drew, this guy played pretty well in Jacksonville. He's, you know, it's towards the end of a contract year, but this is the time for Jones Drew that he's going to make, you know, he's going to max out. This is, this is prime time for a player in his late 20s. The guy was phenomenal in college. He's got the big playmaking ability. Now, there are always rumors about the Detroit Lions acquiring a guy like this. Now, with job at best out, Mikel Lashore, he's suspended for four games. Now, I've got to ask, is it worth to spend money and maybe maintain a guy like this because... This offensive team, they, they do have the running backs. It's more of the injuries right now that are haunting them. Mikel sure, he's looked great in the preseason so far. It may not be in their best interest to make a move like that. Mikel sure could be the running back of the future. I would hate for this Lion team to, to, to make a move on a guy, then something happened to the backup that easily in two or three years can, can max out to something even better than what Maurice Jones-Drew can do. But if you argue with me, if you differ, 517-432-3893. Feel free to tweet or call me during any point of the show. Uh, a, a touching on more about Jones Drew. The Lions, they didn't make a trade today. 
They acquired a guy. Uh, he's a defensive back. He played on Washington. He's best known, actually, for his hit on Lions running back Javid Best, the current Lions Detroit running back, Javid Best. This guy, Kevin Barnes, he played for University of Maryland throughout his college career. He's known for this big hit on Javid Best, and, and I come to wonder, this guy has, has shown that he could play. He's a young guy. He was a third-round pick, so not really projected to be a dominant NFL player by a lot of NFL analysts. A lot of the, a lot of the guys saying that this guy doesn't have the top-end speed. He's 6'1", 190, a little big for a corner. That's a lot of the, the criticism that, that I personally have been getting on this guy, Kevin Barnes. But the thing I've got to wonder, and when I hear about this trade, do GMs acquire guys based on past experiences with, with, with current players? Because if I'm a scout and if I'm and if I'm a general manager, how am I finding the top end talent to be on my team? It's very hard to sit down and, and watch game tapes upon game tapes of guys on on other NFL teams who could potentially be a player for that for your future team. If if I'm Marty Mayhew and if I'm the Lions organization, it's gonna be hard to sit down and watch thirty two different NFL teams and, and know all these different NFL players and even rookies because a lot of these guys are still in the developmental leagues. They're, they're still in the amateur football leagues. Look at a guy like Kurt Warner starting in the CFL, then making his way to the pros. How do you find so many guys like this without spending the cap for scouts? So if I'm a GM, of course, maybe this GM, Mayhew, looked at, looked at Jones Drew, maybe decided he didn't want to spend the money. But when it came to the cornerback, maybe he took a look and really focused on Javid Best. And from focusing on Javid Best, he came across a guy named Kevin Barnes. This guy, you know, he came from an ACC school. ACC school, not really as big as Big Ten and, and SEC as far as as as, uh, as as programs get concerned here. But uh, for the most part, this guy, Kevin Barnes, he, he had that big hit on Javid Best. But this GM and this Lions organization, they do like these local guys. They like guys that they know. They like the guys that they can study and really dig into based on former former experiences with their teammates. We've seen guys like Drew Stanton. He's a local guy, former Spartan, getting drafted on the Lions. What's up with these local guy local guys and this Lion team? Is it in their best interest? The Lions this past draft drafting a first Albion College player in history. An Albion College player has never been drafted in the NFL draft, but the Detroit Lions taking a look at him. Is it worth it for this Detroit Lion team? Really to focus on quote-unquote people they know. Sounds a little cliche, but it really is true. I do see the Detroit Lions acquiring a lot of the guys on people they know. When when Rod Marinelli was the coach here, Marty Mayhew acquired a, a ton of former Tampa Bay Buccaneer players. They looked at the defensive backs. They, they gave a nod to a couple defensive ends when Marinelli was here. But a lot of that came from the coaches they hired as well. They've had defensive coordinators come out of Tampa. They've had defensive coordinators come out of a bunch of different other former teams. So I think the focus on 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 who's coaching it and who they like, it's all a little biased. It's all a little bit political. But if you want to comment on this issue, 517-432-3893 or tweet at 89FM SportsRap at any point of the show. Again, our question of the week, when was the last time Miguel Cabrera missed a game to, due to injury? Feel free to call or tweet. You can win a PETA Bucks gift certificate today. We'd like to thank them at the Impact for their continuing support of the Spartan Sports Wrap. And in future weeks, there will be more PETA Bucks to give out. But for the most part, this Lion team, a week away from their opening game, a lot of promise. There's a lot, a lot of promise for this Lion team. We will see what happens in this first game. There's a lot of question marks, of course. 
coming in season to season, as always. But for the most part, this Detroit Lion team, eh, I'm biting my nails a little bit here. They don't have a consistent running back right now. What's the best option for them? Do they need to acquire someone? Is it a simple answer? Feel free to tweet at 89FM Sports or at any point during the show. I will read your responses in the air or give you a shout out. Again, want to shout out to everyone listening um, across the country as well. We've got people as far as Israel and Florida, and we've also got people in California listening. Always good to see and always good to to hear the fan interaction as well. Alex Shark here in the Spartan Sports Wrap. Appreciate your continued support of Impact 89 FM. Of course, moving on now, I'm going to talk a little bit about this MSU Spartan football team. Uh, again, as I was commenting earlier, there was an article that came out earlier this week saying that center Derek Nix is going to be a vegetarian, and it will remain that way for an entire year. Now, this guy, he topped 340 in high school. He's listed at 270. That That's listed. I, I remember as a former basketball player in high school, uh, there's many times where you look at a team's roster, guys are listed all above 6 feet. When you've got a guy at 5'11", you've got a guy at 5'10", everybody loves to give the guy the extra inch. Well, do you think Derek Nix was given... A lower inch when it came to weight? Do you think coaches who make the roster want to project him at 270 even though he's 278? Maybe they want to give him a lower look just like college at, uh, excuse me, just like high school athletes put their height and weight and, and change it to look a little bit bigger. When coaches scout other teams in high schools, they look at the roster, they look at what the coaches make, and if they see a guy that's all over two, 300 pounds, then yeah, they're going to be scared. I would be scared too, but it's often that these guys overestimate the weight and height of former players. So always interesting to see as well. But Derek Nix, the guy's going to stay it for an entire year. Do you think he's going to keep it? 517-432-3893 or tweets at 89FM Sports Wrap. Feel free to call in about anything during the show. Also talking, if you're just tuning in, what will Chad Ochocinco do next? He's been in the news for changing his name, the divorce, the domestic abuse, getting dropped from the Dolphins, his TV series getting eliminated, his his Florida condo getting a foreclosure, all of this news all surrounding Ocho Johnson. So now we're going to have the Ocho Zero segment of the show. Starting from weeks in and weeks out, we're going to keep doing it till it stops. I don't want this to turn into a Tiger Woods saga. I don't want this to turn into anything more than a Roger Clemens perjury. Listen. The point of this segment isn't to get everyone, you know, oh, let's let's focus more on Chad Johnson, yeah. No, no, it's not that at all. As soon as Chad Johnson stops, I will stop. I'm doing this to distract the attention of TMZ and all of these news organizations who are coming in and really endorsing the guy and promoting all of this media attention. It's interesting to see and distraction, but at the same time, you do have to love it quite a bit. Again, the number for the show, 517-432-3893, or tweet at 89FM Sports Rap, commenting on any topic during the show. Now, Derek Nix, he plans to become a vegetarian, but as a student myself, I want to get the opinions from other listeners out there who are students. How hard is it to keep a diet in an MSU cafeteria? These athletes, most of them live on campus, some of them off campus, but a lot of these guys have meal plans. A lot of them are in the holding case halls a lot during the day. So how is Derek Nix going to keep his vegetarian diet? He wants to get down to 260. He said 275 is what he was in June, and he wanted to lose more weight. But I got to ask, what does this guy need to do to lose the weight? Is it going to be have to be plyometrics? Is it going to be a simple diet? 
Feel free to call in at any point during the show. My personal opinion on the guy, listen, this is the guy that Tom Izzo decided to keep on the team with the off-field, or, or, excuse me, off-court issues. Uh, Derek Nix has faced a lot of skepticism in the media. Uh, he, he was caught driving. He, 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 was, uh, he, he definitely had the charges against him. And, and Tom Izzo knows. I mean, Tom Izzo dropped the guy named Chris Allen, you know, for, for not meeting player obligations, quote-unquote. And Derek Nix, you know, he, he committed a, a crime. But he's still on the team. So a lot of pressure with this guy. I think there may have been a condition saying, hey, Derek Nix, if you want to stay on this team, you better get your you, you know, you better get your butt down there to 260 because as far as I'm concerned, if you're not getting down to 260 and I'm giving you another shot, you're really not giving a full effort. That's what I would say in response to Derek Nix. But if you feel otherwise, 517-432-3893 or tweet at 89FM Sports Rap at any point during the show. Feel free also, uh, if you want to like us on Facebook, we do have a page. It's the Spartan Sports Wrap. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter as well. Question of the week. We're getting some responses. What? When was the last time Miguel Cabrera missed a, ga- missed a game to injury? We will read the answers at the end of the show if any of you get it right. Uh, it's been quite a long time. Uh, when I first saw the last time he missed a game, I- I'll give a slight hint here. The last time he missed a game... Basically, this year was never. Miguel Cabrera has never missed a game this year up until Sunday. Now, when was the last time he missed a game for an injury, period? That remains to be seen. Feel free to call or tweet in. But when I first thought, the, if I had to pick a number, I would say, when I first saw it, I would say, you know, maybe maybe 200. But, well, giving another hint away, this blew 200 out of the water, how many games this guy has played. This guy, always an MVP candidate year in and year out, but we will see as the year progresses. Going back now to Spartan football, though, the MSU Cafeterias, will it work with Derek Nix? Feel free to call in. But for this first game coming up, Boise State, for those of you who are listening and are wondering about when the game is, Boise State is this Friday, 8 p.m. at Spartan Stadium. Of course, all the tailgating, all all the attention, all the all you know, all all the panor- panora- you know, all the aura around the game leading up to it. There's always uh, a wide variety of different spectrums. But when it comes to MSU Spartan football, the campus is electric right now. I've seen it myself. I've seen students moving into the dorms. Everyone's talking about this first night game. Of course, last year, we remember the last night game this team has played. The Wisconsin Hail Mary, of course, at the end of the game. A great, a great setting to see. It's always going to be remembered as one of the better Spartan football games in history. Uh, our very own Kirk Cousins now playing in the NFL, playing pretty well for the Washington Redskins. You know, he threw three touchdowns in his preseason game, getting some more playing time again uh, the last couple of weeks. So, Kirk Cousins always doing a pretty good job in repping the Spartans proud. But of course, this Spartan team, they've got the defense this year that's experienced. They have a lot of veteran guys now. What are the predictions for this Spartan team? Is it a Rose Bowl year? We've talked in week in, week in and week out about what does this team do through consistency for this team. But I don't know. I really don't know if this is going to be the right answer. Feel free to call at any point during the show. 517-432-3893 or tweet at 89FM Sports Rap for any point during the show. It's really amazing to see how this MSU team will rebound from last year. As you remember, Wisconsin Badgers, you know, that one penalty that was committed at the end of the game, haunting this team, but they're playing Wisconsin at Wisconsin this year. As far as I'm concerned, this game is easily a winnable game. I mean, 
as when it comes to anything and when it comes to a Big Ten championship and, and, and even this league, any Big Ten team can really compete for a title. There are so many good teams and there are so many extant, you know, intangibles and factors that affect the outcome of this Spartan team. What will they be this year? What are going to be the intangibles? What are the outliers? What is something that no one is talking about? I love that Twitter responses already. 517-432-3893 or tweet at 89FM Sports Trap at any point of the show. We will answer all of your concerns as usual. But when it comes to the Spartan team as well, also listen to MSU Football Preview Show with Adam Ruff. It's on the Spartan Sports Network from tonight. Uh, it's, 7 to, it's 7 o'clock on going on right now. D'Antonio is on there talking about his team. We're going to try to get some live updates as the show progresses and as we come to a close. But, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this MSU team as well, very confident with Andrew Maxwell. The players, you know, they, they, they come out and say that they hate playing against him. Darquez Denard and, and Will Golson and, uh, and even this linebacking core, they know that this guy... It's very precise. A lot of them saying that he's at the point now that Kirk Cousins was when he was a junior. So those are some pretty big statements from a guy who hasn't taken a legitimate snap in a you know in a in a big starting game. So we will see what happens with Maxwell. Last week we touched on what are the statistical expectations for this guy. What is this guy going to do this year in this first game? Well, first game he hasn't really taken throws against a legitimate team yet. Maybe. I'm looking between two and 300. I'm looking for, at most, an interception or two. And that's just if they want to win the game. Now, if he throws three or four interceptions and maybe 100, 100 yards in the first half, I think it's done. I don't think this team will have a shot of winning. He has to perform. It's all on Andrew Maxwell. The spotlight is on him. We at the media, and I'm sure many journalists around the area and around the state, they want to see this guy succeed. They want to see Maxwell do a very good job and prove everyone wrong. There's a lot of confidence surrounding the guy, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can deliver. Feel free to call in 517-432-3893 at any point during the show or tweet at 89FM Sport Trap. Again, we're giving away some PETA bucks. No one really with the correct answer yet. We're waiting some on some more responses. If you want to win a gift certificate, feel free to tweet at 89FM Sports Trap, what your thoughts are on when the last time Miguel Cabrera missed a game due to injury. It was a long time ago. If it's not answered this week, we'll answer it. We'll, we'll ask it again next week. That's for sure. We got to show that MSU Spartan Sports listeners and those across the country, let's, we got to see that we got to prove to everyone that we know what we're talking about. So please feel free to call in during the show. If you're just tuning in, we do a lot of MSU sports. We do a lot of local, a lot of national. We basically cover it all here at the Sports Rep. So feel free to listen every Monday from 7 to 8. I will be on as well as David DeFever. And, of course, we will be having a sports team throughout the year. Um, and also, if you want to email or, or, or address any concerns at any point during the show, we do have an email address that you can address your concerns to. The email address that you do need to know, um, it's not very too difficult, not really that different than the Twitter uh, the email is impact89fmsports at gmail.com. Again, impact89fmsports at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show for a guest appearance one day, feel free to send an email. We'll try to get you on. And, of course, call in. 517-432-3893 is the number. Uh, I want to shout out to everyone listening again across the country. Uh, we've got a good listeners today. Um, talking more about this college football season, I want to talk about the rival. I want to talk about Michigan because... There's a lot of there's a lot of spotlight on our team right now. There's a lot of spotlight on MSU, Andrew Maxwell, and beating Boise. So, if this team beats Boise, 
And if they are projected for a Rose Bowl, I want to focus on this Michigan team because this team has a guy named Denard Shoelace Robinson who's consistently good year in, year out. I would hate to see this team dominate us this year in Michigan. Now, there, there, there is a, uh, a report from the Bleacher Report that came out today that, uh, that MSU was predicted, excuse me, that University of Michigan was predicted to go into overtime with Alabama in the NCAA football simulation. Well, as far as simulations are concerned, I guess they are fun to look at. They're fun to maybe judge and and maybe, you know, give some, you know, outside perspective on what could happen to a game. Maybe gets gets the juices flowing a little bit, gets the people thinking. But as far as I'm concerned, I could see this game easily being a blowout. This Michigan team, you know, Alabama always losing guys to the NFL draft. Always, you know, they do have the depth, but this team, you know, the in-game experience differs from team to team. I mean, this Alabama team with, with, with Nick Saban and what he's done for this program, this is going to be a team that's really going to challenge Michigan. I, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen because if Michigan loses this first game, there's going to be a heck of a, a lot of recruits at this game. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys that are looking at this Michigan team. This is a new Brady Hoke era. It's going to be interesting to see if this team can win. But I do want to talk about a big investigative report that came out again from the Bleacher Report. Um, this talked about the University of Michigan team. Uh, they talked about uh, from Michigan football. Uh, it's a it's an article by Adam Jacoby. Playing football stone isn't actually the greatest idea. So what this talks about is one former Michigan player. It's an anonymous anonymous interview at Chat Sports, where a, a former Michigan player came out with a with a re- revelation that over half the Michigan's defensive starters. Uh, and this is even several key offensive starters. They partied deep into the night before the 2007 Michigan-Appalachian State game. They smoked marijuana hours before the kickoff in an effort to see, quote-unquote, see how bad we can beat up if we are stoned, end quote. Now, this article just coming out about players smoking and, and, and partying in college before the game, but I ask, does this happen everywhere? I mean, I would say that it varies from college to college, and, and it definitely depends on, on who's playing, but this is really shocking to see that after four, well, now five years, after five years of this Appalachian State team playing, this is after all the criticism, all the what-ifs, all out of after all the what should I have done, but after all of this, it's shocking to see why this article came out. Feel free to call in, give your thoughts at any point during the show, 517-432-3893. And per request of listeners, we are going to make our goon of the week right now on the air. We're going to talk about our goon this week. Last week, it was Chad Johnson. Well, for those of you who are listening, it was Chad Ochocinco about two weeks ago. So always good to see that it is Chad Johnson, I guess, now. But this week, our goon of the week is Roger Clemens, and this is why. We touched a little bit on it last week. Roger Clemens, he's signing a minor league deal uh, with the Houston Astros organization, and there's a lot of criticism because if he pitches in a major in a major league game for a major league team, he cannot be on the Hall of Fame ballot until at least 2018. Now, this could be judged as a media scandal. This could be judged as a scam. Maybe he's trying to elude, you know, the the steroid era, the the the, the banned substances era. There's a lot of guys right now, Milky Cabrera in recent week coming out. You know, uh, there's so many of these guys now taking these enhancing drugs that that when it comes to a Hall of Fame vote, people are questioning whether to give him the nod, 
We've seen it with Maguire. We've seen it with Barry Bonds. We've seen it, you know, with with a bunch of different players. Now, now you have Roger Clemens in the wake of the scandal trying to become maybe a Nolan Ryan once again. I mean, Nolan Ryan was a guy who came back to the majors at 52 and then pitched all the way up until he was 60 years old. Are we going to see that from Roger Clemens or not? That is why he is our goon of the week. Trying to maybe, people are saying he might be trying to avoid, you know, that Hall of Fame, you know, this era where where perform-enhancing drugs are the big topics of, of, of many conversations. But at the same time, you got to look at this guy's agent. His agent came, and, came out and said this. You know, he, quote, he, he's got what it takes. He's got the 87 miles per hour fastball, and he's still got the arsenal of pitches. He can, he can play in any situation. Now, this agent, Randy Hendricks, is the same agent who works for 104 fastball Aroldis Chapman, and for, and for Cy Young winner Clayton Kershaw. Now, this guy, Randy Hendricks, he's very confident with an 87-mile-an-hour fastball from Roger Clemens, and this guy hasn't pitched in years. Now, how can you come out and say, Randy Hendricks, that this guy is as confident in any situation when you're repping some of the two top major league pitchers? It's hard for me to say. So I would also promote Randy Hendricks as another goon of the week coming out and saying that he's confident with his player. Yeah. Just like Mark D'Antonio, he should have the confidence in his player. But when it comes to a sports agent, my personal opinion is that it's a very different level. It's a very different level to come out to the media and give a personal opinion, whether having the confidence in your client. What's the dri- what's the driving line? What is the fine line between that? 517-432-3893. Again, we're going to get ready for our question of the week. When was the last time Miguel Cabrera did not play in a game Due to injury, that is. So, if you know the answer, feel free to tweet at 89FM Sports or, at, or call in at any point during the show. 517-432-3893. We had Elmo call in earlier for his Elmo's World segment. It was good to hear some Detroit Tiger talk. So, now we got to answer the Detroit Tiger question. Also, other thoughts on Ocho Cinco. What's going to happen to this guy next? Is it going to be, I don't know, is he going to paint stripes on his back? Is this guy going to gonna dress up as a bangle and, and go out to the media one day? Who knows what this guy's capable of? He's been dancing on the sidelines ever since he came into the league. He's been celebrating, making, you know, making some pretty broad statements on Twitter, you know, throughout the whole reality TV show. I don't really know what this guy's going to do next, but if you know otherwise, feel free to tweet or call in at any point during the show. Also, to cap off the show, there's some talk that Fitzgerald Toussaint may not be ready to play in this game against Alabama. What what is this role? How big of an, of, an, of an idea is this for this Michigan team? Will he be a key player that impacts the game? If, if Toussaint doesn't play against Alabama, this team is really going to have to rely on Denard, almost like the Lions. It's like the Detroit Lions with, with Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford without a running back. I mean, this Michigan team, when it comes to having that dominant offense that many analysts and many journalists have been preaching, this team is going to have a real difficult time if they have no receivers and no running backs. So it's just basically going to be Denard in the offensive line. What are your predictions for this Michigan team? If I had to give my little take on it, I mean, I'd say this Michigan team is slated to be the favorite with Wisconsin right now over the Spartans. I mean, this team does have a returning quarterback, which is what which is what many people would say. When it comes to Wisconsin and MSU, both of these teams have new quarterbacks, and as well as Boise State. A lot of these teams with new quarterbacks this year it's very difficult to get to a national championship without the in-game experience. We've seen Jamarcus Russell, we've seen Tyron Matthew, all these guys being two- to three-year players and leading their team to a Rose Bowl or national championship. 
it's going to be different. It's going to be different if you expect a team with a new quarterback to do well. Sure, sure, I see the point many people would make. There are such things known as true freshmen. Of course there are. But what to the extent will it furthermore? I don't know. We will, we will just wait to see what happens with this Michigan team and with Andrew Maxwell himself. Now, there's a lot of talk, touching up on the show, there's a lot of talk about what the players will do against Boise. Do you see Will Golston dominating this team and rushing the quarterback? And even next week, they've got Notre Dame on the schedule. What's the predicted plan for this team? Feel free to call in 517-432-3893 or tweet at 89FM Sports Wrap during any point of the show. Again, everyone now moving into MSU. It's the start of a new year at Michigan State University. It's good to see everybody. And please, feel free to spread the word about the Spartan Sports Wraps. Tell your friends. Tell everybody you know where you listen to sports every Monday from 7 to 8. Uh, a lot coming out this week. We've got the boys' the game on Friday. I will be up in the press box. I hope you all have tickets as well. It's going to be an exciting game to watch. But at the Spartan Sports Wrap, we will be back again for another week starting next week. Same time, same place here on 88.9 FM. Alex Sharg right here and David the Fever, usually who will be to my left who was out today. And more for the new sports and, and, and in the future for the new sports team. We will be here same time, same place every week. Also, you know the number, you know the Twitter name. No one really getting the answer right, so we will ask it again next week. When was the last time Miguel Cabrera played without an injury? I'm Alex Sharg. I'm your host for the Spartan Sports Wrap. I'll see you next week. Go green, go white. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.